Chapter Seven of Facts and Fancies by Orpheus Everts. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Chapter Seven. Who's your farmer dressed in blue jeans, features rugged, weather-beaten, full of kindness though and feeling, eyes deep-set but clear and lively wide mouth stained at either angle by home-grown nicotina shoulders broad and slightly stooping arms long hands large fingers knotty all expressive of exposure toil and strength and long endurance such the man that thus addressed me first trip ever tuck on railroad startin out to see my daughter daughter livin in nebrasky haven't seen her since her mother died two year ago in august had the grip or something like it tuck a powerful sight of quinine and a heap of drops and powders and right smart of other truck too but it seemed like nothing helped her lived together forty year sir her and me come next december and we never had no trouble twixt ourselves she was better though than i was i weren't always as he spoke a shade of feeling saddened his strong face a moment and he looked away the train stopped instantly all interested and alert said he cheerfully wonder what they're stopping here for cows is on the track or something more and like as not they've killed one killed a cow for me last summer was a year the finest cow sir that you ever see i reckon best for milk or cheese or butter and the best disposed brute critter wouldn't tuck a hundred dollars for that cow and i got twenty had to pay a lawyer fifty to get even what i did get better loss it we poor farmers hasn't got no chance to speak of buckin again monopolers too much odds sir no sam doris otter sam make a speech once down in sullivan for instance where sam's king and knows his people mast fed democrats some calls em telling how the country's ruined how the people's rights is trumpled in the dust by hordes of hirelings tax assessors and collectors railroad kings and heartless bankers robin right and left high-handed telling how the rich is gittin richer and the poor is gittin all the time just that much poorer all because the democrats was cheated out of power in sixty 
telling how the toiling masses groans and sweats and can't make nothin how the farmers farms is mortgaged and they all will soon be homeless how them fellers thar in wall street where that is none on em knows though bloated bond holders he calls em living high weekdays and sundays drinking wine instead of whiskey wearing filled shirts and kid gloves too whilst from orphans mouths they taken the poor widder's might i tell you sam is powerful on the stump sir but i never voted for him couldn't swaller no such fodder i knowed better and i've heard sam tell too many scaly stories since i knowed him way back yonder somewheres in the fifties maybe folks that's triflin folks that's lazy hain't got nothing never will have but is mad as folks as has got folks that drinks and loafs and gambles whilst their women folk is washin to support em and their children all ye's got too many of em shouts when sam talks of taxation when he tells em how the tariffs robbing them of all their wages and the millmen iron and cotton is a piling up their millions i hain't got no use for such folks i don't see but what the country's doing fairly well myself sir i hain't nothing to complain of i don't think the railway done the square thing by me bout that cow though not adzactly mandy'll feel bad when i tell her the whole story she was mandy's pet that cow was mandy raised her from a calf see wanted her when she got married but we thought we couldn't spare her i give her a first-rate farm though in nebraska whar i'm going mandy married jimmy johnson mout av known jim no a stranger in these parts was you a general or a colonel see you wear that pretty loyal legion button them's my colors all's like them mind me of my boy poor feller he went out in sixty one sir fit through all the war was wounded thirteen times sir knowed him maybe he went out with the old twentieth the best regiment that went out what you the sergeant of the twentieth why of course you'd know my boy then cut his arm off at the shoulder down there in front of petersburg well i'm mighty glad to see you my boy often talked about you talked to me and mother how you stopped the blood and saved his life once 
and i've got a letter now that you've then writ his mother bout him talked about you and the chaplain porter how he fed the wounded done more good than way than praying he lived till two year ago sir killed his mother when he died too old man paused again a shadow of deep feeling once more saddened he strong homely manly features i looked out upon the landscape but confess i did not see much memories coming thick and fast then some with tears and some with blushes for a moment blinded me too porter worthy man and soldier my best friend of days departed a wide gulf of time between us would that i were worthier now to recall all the love he bore me but the old man soon recovered and resumed the conversation there's a lot of fellers that i know of drawn pensions that weren't wounded but i hain't begrudgin no one that enlisted and seen service all the money they can get now i had rather see a hundred unhurt soldiers gettin pensions than to see one badly wounded slighted by this grand old country that so many fit and died for not afraid then i suggested of bankrupting uncle samuel paying pensions to impostors well not much the old man answered some folks seem to be afraid that all the world's a-going to ruin i hain't one of that there stripe though i don't train with that malisher it's is natural though to some folks i told sam last time i seen him stopped at my house and tucked diner me and sam were always good friends i told sam that he knowed more than i did maybe about tariffs and such things but there is one thing that i know sam just as well as you do or as if a preacher told me and that is concerning all this talk about the dangers threatening us just now i tell you as for folks that's got good health and common sense that is for judgment don't get drunk nor bet on horses work industrious late and early says their prayers both night and morning takes good care of wives and babies and votes straight republican they don't skeer now worth a damn sir End of chapter seven